0: call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement.
1: You know, coming up on today's
0: show, the most common
1: questions folks have about retirement. We'll touch a little on the seven sins of financial planning, and we're going to do our own version of who wants to be a retirement millionaire.
0: welcome in everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin Brooker is here as he is each and every week. Kevin, a fiduciary investment advisor representative. You'll find him at Silverleaf Financial. He's been helping folks for 30 years getting to and through retirement and he's also an author wrote the book uh, co-wrote the book called the millionaire's guide to tax-free money for long-term care uh and again you can find that at silverleaffinancial.com you can find not only the website there but also a copy of the book absolutely free hey kevin what's going on
1: Hey, you know what? It is a great week, Steve. You know we're hitting new highs, fifty-two week <laughs> highs in the stock market, yes. and we're breaking record highs out here in the desert.
0: Yeah, well, I was just gonna say, you got to be talking about two things here, because yes. I know the, the markets had a pretty good ride this week. No, the market, yeah, the market's been
1: doing doing very well, and every time, every there's been so many bears coming out all year long. Morgan Stanley has been leading the leading the bear charge. Yeah, and man, have they been wrong? and uh you know so maybe they'll be right you know it's like the uh the blind pig finding the acorn once in a while right yeah of course Uh, or or the broke clock being right at least twice a day Mm -hmm. so if you're a bear long enough there will be a point in which you can celebrate and say you're right um you know but the market has had a fantastic year and uh looks to me like as long as we don't break key support uh i think the trend can continue
0: well and again i mean the the uh, fed raised the 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 rate by a 25 basis points yesterday. That, I mean, that didn't really yes. that didn't really affect the market. I mean, there wasn't no. a negative reaction. I guess is what I'm saying.
1: No, no, it's pretty much it's pretty much we say it's baked in. You know, the market had already anticipated it. The market is a forward-looking mechanism, and and so there was a wide consensus that the Fed was going to raise, uh, and and luckily they didn't say anything surprising. You know, because it's you have two things. You've got the action. You know, are they going to raise or not raise how much? And everybody knew it was going to be 25 basis points. Uh, but then you get into the commentary, and that's what can really throw a wrench into the whole thing if they come out and say something that wasn't expected. And so, so a lot of, but a lot of what they've been doing, if uh, if you look back through the last year, you notice there's a lot of instances. At least, at least once, I'd say probably two, three times a week, one of the Federal Reserve governors is is putting out commentary, and so so that helps to provide direction. For all the analysts and strategists and, and stock market people that are trying to figure out where we're going to go is by paying attention to the commentary from the governors who who have, you know, the the acting governors have a vote when they decide to raise or not. Um, so by following the commentary that they're making, that should give you a real good idea of what they're thinking. And and that's, uh, that's how we knew it was going to happen. So they have raised a lot. You know, the surprising thing now, uh, the market doesn't really, as of right now, the market does not think there's going to be another interest rate hike um and so that to me is is the big million dollar question if you will if we start to get a feeling that there's going to be more rate hikes that's probably going to provide uh, some down that probably that'll probably result in selling pressure uh,
0: in the stock markets. Okay. So we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, you've always keep us up to date. So that's nice. And uh, yeah. so you, uh, we're going to play a little game today called uh, who wants to be a retirement millionaire. Let me give you the background and uh, go over the rules. All right. We're just going to go okay. over the rules. Here we go. All right. So you get two lifelines uh, and a 50, 50, a phone, a friend that um, the 50, 50, we take two answers away and leave you with two, uh, your phone, a friend, you can just be somebody hanging in the office if you want. Um, and the more questions you're you get right, the more you're going to be closer to a million bucks. In theory. That's all I have to say. In theory. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, are you ready?
1: I am ready. I'm ready.
0: Let's let's, let's do it. Let's go. Let's play Who Wants to Be a Retirement Millionaire. Here we go. <clears throat> oh, we lost Reach 2020. Uh, all right. So here's question one, Kevin. Uh, question one. This is for a hundred bucks. Uh, what is the full retirement age for folks born in 1959? Is it 66 years and 10 months? 66 years and two months? 67 or 70 and a half? You know that that, that is one of those trick trick
1: questions, folks, because that's when the ages start to change. Goes up every couple of months, and I believe the answer we're going to go with is 66 and 10 months, though.
0: You would be right, and you got $100. bucks. alright right, let's move right on to $500. We've got a question now for you. Um, and here's Mr. and Mrs. Smith. They're retired on, they retired on 80% of their pre-retirement earnings. Now, if they're living on $35,000 a year, what was their pre-retirement income? Was it $35,000, $29,350, $43,750, or $50,000?
1: Oh, uh, there we go. You, you know what? You made that one easy. You made that one easy Well, because I mean. so you're that... a math guy. <laughs> I'm a math guy, so yeah, that's going to be 43750 seven, fifty.
0: Yes, indeed. And just like that, you have $500. Let's go for double, shall we? Uh, All right, let's do it. And uh, so what we're going to let's see. There we go. Uh, so double, uh, we're going for $1,000. Which of the following can decimate a retirement savings account. A, healthcare needs, B, accidents, C, all of the above, D, none of the above. Well, that one, for those of you
1: listening, I'm sure you know that that one's going to be an all of the above. Both healthcare or accidents can decimate that retirement.
0: Oh, gosh, yeah. let's talk about that for a second because obviously these are things that can, I mean, truly derail a retirement plan. And how do you account no for question. that? You know, I mean, an accident, there's no way you can plan for that. At least I hope you don't. Um, but healthcare, that's going to be an issue that we need. We just don't know how much or when.
1: It, it, and that is, that is the ultimate, that is the million dollar question yeah, actually truly. for pretty much everybody that I meet. And, and I'll tell you what a lot of people are doing. They're planning their retirement And they're crossing their fingers and they're hoping they don't have a bad healthcare situation um, because they don't have money put away for it. Mm -hmm. And, and so the fact is we should all remember, first of all, guys, this is a great opportunity for me to suggest, go to my website, silverleaffinancial.com and put in a request for the book. Okay. This is the book on long-term care where a lot of these issues are discussed and we give you some solutions free of charge in ways that you can reposition your existing portfolio, take some of your existing assets, and set them up for long-term care so that if you need it, you can pay with pre-tax money. But if you don't ever need it, your wife doesn't ever need it or your husband, it's still your money, right? You can use it yourself or you can you know, leave it to a beneficiary. But at least if you do need it, it'll save you 20 or 30% of your money because you can use pre-tax money. So it's really important that you know these strategies so you can put them to use if it's something that uh, that you want to uh, that you want to plan for.
0: Well Kevin, I mean I know you know I'm a little bit older and and uh, you know end up talking with people around my age and and you know we always talk about healthcare and uh, and and what our ailments are, right? That, cuz that's what old people do. Uh, sure. Right. So, I've heard. So, so well yeah, well, of course you're not there yet. Um so but again when you when you talk about that uh, what I find is that People are so unaware of things like like long term care, not long term care insurance, but what we've talked about many times is the hybrid policies, the indexed universal life policies. People just don't know this stuff. No, and and
1: and and that's actually okay. That if if I could, <laughs> hope I don't offend anybody, but that's that would be my critique. Okay. okay, because that's my critique. And why don't you sit down and talk to somebody? Sit down with a couple advisors, talk to them, see what they have to say. Or, or just get on your computer, but but you really owe it to yourself to learn, uh, to become aware of what's out there that can help you deal with these things because mm-hmm. there's a lot of misconceptions, just like there's all the lies and BS that's being pushed on, on us every day from all sorts of different angles in the news media. Yep. There's just a lot of bad information out there. So you, you need to research it, make sure it's accurate, which means you gotta double and triple check it from credible sources. And then what I would suggest, is then after you've checked it out a little bit on your own, set up some meetings with some advisors, give me a call. We can sit down and talk. It's no co- There's no cost. There's no obligation, but then you can bounce these ideas off me. We can have a conversation, see if we're a good fit or not. All right. But guys, you owe it to yourself to look into these things. There are some, there are some tools out there now that did not exist, you know, even 15 or 20 years ago, but they're tools that can allow you to use your existing assets and set them up in a way that if you need if you need let's say let's say you don't have to go to a nursing home let's say you know that you're like most everybody I meet that that needs just a little bit of help around the house and so you maybe you want to hire a nurse or or somebody to come to your house so that you can have healthcare in your own home right right well that that's something that's very doable there's a lot of services like that especially in Arizona uh, we have so many retirees they're all over the place in fact my one of my neighbors has somebody come to her house I think I think four days a week uh, she's 93 still living on her own, Nice. all right, totally on her own. And, and she's, and she's getting by perfectly fine by having people come to her house and help her out around her house. And, and, and anybody can do that. And anybody can be in a position to do that. Um, if you just go, go through the process and put together a plan. All right. It doesn't have to mean now we all, we do talk about nursing homes, especially memory care facilities that are over 10,000 a month. Now, a lot of them are, are, are at 12,000, 13,000 a month now. And obviously that's a prohibitive cost. And maybe, and, and I, let me say it this way. I know there's a lot of people that they look at that and they just say, there's no way, they, they just can't. They don't have that kind of money. They don't have the resources. But what you can do is, is maybe you can put together some money so that maybe you could cover maybe 30 or 40 grand a year for somebody to come to your house. I think that's doable for a lot of people. And I can show you how to do it so that if the need comes up, we can do it with pre-tax money. And if you never need it, it's still your money you don't lose it you don't it doesn't go to somebody else the, the comp, you know some other company that doesn't keep it it's still your asset so you, so really guys you really owe it yourself take a look at it all it's going to take is a little bit of your time if you decide you don't want it it's not right for you that's perfectly fine but at least you made an educated and informed decision after you've looked at the facts to see if it makes sense for your situation,
0: right? Well, again, Kevin, that just goes. To, I'm going to start calling you professor. That was just like a lesson in in what to do and how to prepare. It <laughs> was fantastic. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, the um, but that really is a, a passion of yours is teaching. You want the education. You, you like to teach.
1: It, I, I, you know what I do? I do like to teach. In fact, uh, as a teenager, I, I realized my first teaching was when I was a lifeguard and I taught little kids how to swim. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And so, that's how I worked my way through high school and college and, <laughs> and uh, true story. Um, but, but you know what? My job is so much easier when I have educated clients and I have informed clients that understand the things we're talking about. Sure. It, it, it makes your job as an advisor much easier. And, and I'm sure that's the case really with anything. If you're a builder and you're building a house, I'm sure it makes it a lot easier if the person you're building for understands, you know, the terms and the phrases and things that you're using. So, so it, it benefits everybody is my point. It benefits everybody by being, you know, informed on these subjects so that we can have, uh, you know, informed conversations.
2: I
0: like that. Uh, All right, you want to get back to the game? Yeah, let's do it, I like this. All right, so here is your question. What is the, this is going to be too easy. What is the combined annual contribution limit for Roth IRA and traditional IRA accounts for folks under 50 for the 2023 tax year? Is it 6,500, 10,000, 3,500, or no limit?
1: Oh, well, you know, you you definitely could make could have made that question harder, but it is going to be a 6500.
0: Yes, it is. And so what does that mean? I mean, that means that's how much we can actually put into our account.
1: Yes, that means if you're under 50 and the key the key phrase on that one is for folks under the age of 50. All right, because there's a catch up provision for the for people over the age of 50 um, where you can put in an extra thousand bucks. And so what that means, if you're under 50, you can put sixty five hundred dollars into a regular traditional IRA. Or to a Roth, or you could do half in one and half in the other. But you cannot put sixty five hundred into each. So it means you can put sixty five hundred total into your individual retirement accounts, whether it's a Roth or traditional. All right, uh, for anybody under fifty, and of course you get the tax write off.
0: I like that. Uh, all right, we go to eight thousand dollars now. Here's our, here's your question, and uh, this one a little more difficult. <laughs> which product would serve as a retired individual looking to invest a lump sum of money through an insurance company traditional roth ira a roth ira a roth 401k or an annuity
1: okay you know guys this is kind of a trick question because the first three are types of accounts and the fourth one is a type of investment so technically it could be more than one answer here but nice. what they're looking for is D annuity.
0: Yes, indeed they are and uh, so for that we are now uh, you are now at 8000 bucks, huh? How about it? Hey, I want to
1: know, where, where, when am I going to see this money anyway?
0: Well, you aren't. Uh, I mean, in theory, this is all in theory. It's, it sounds good, but I mean. Uh, right, it's yeah. the old
1: monopoly money. Right? Oh, yeah,
0: exactly. The old monopoly money. <laughs> um, and uh, all right, so let's go to $32,000. Well, this one, you already answered it. So you just automatically get a right answer.
1: Oh, yes. This is, this is how much somebody over the age of 50 can put into an IRA yes. or Roth IRA. Yeah. And that, as I mentioned a minute ago, you have the extra $1,000 you can put in. Uh, which means that somebody 50 or above can put in $7,500 uh, for this tax year. So you get to you get a tax deduction of the $7,500 and you get another $7,500 put away for retirement.
0: So I was having a conversation with somebody and, and um, they brought up, you know, I was talking about catch-up contributions and, and you know, just in general kind of passing. And um, so then this person said, well, that doesn't sound like a lot of money, you know, the, the $7,500. It, and it's, I suppose in theory it's not.
1: But but it's
0: enough. It it
1: well, I would debate you on whether it's enough. Oh, enough. Okay, Um,
0: enough. Not probably not the right way to say it. But I mean, it's better than uh, you know. It's better than nothing.
1: (laughs) It's better than nothing. Okay, and and no, it's I I would agree. It's not very much. If all that you're saving is seventy five hundred bucks a year, and you didn't start until you're fifty, right? So you're gonna have what seventy five grand put away in ten years at the age of sixty. No, it's not enough. Um, (laughs) you, You know, so it's it's much better than it was. I remember for a long time gone you know the amount has gone it's gone up i want to say almost every year if not every year um but for a long time it was like two grand when i started when i started in the business it was like two thousand it was like two thousand dollars and um and so no it's not it's not enough in my opinion for anybody um obviously there are ways you can make it work if you live a very frugal lifestyle if you could potentially retire on just your social security and the key with doing that is that if you retire when you start collecting social security and you still have extra money left over from social security because we know prices are going to rise and your social security check is not going to rise as fast as inflation i don't care what the government tells you um it's not going to keep up with inflation the purchasing power of social security check i think is down about 15 percent in the last 20 years and and that's in in you know uh based on current rates of inflation so spending power over time goes down with just your social security check that's part of the reason why you need additional savings to fund the retirement. So what I'm saying is if somebody is extremely frugal and maybe you're getting three grand a month from Social Security and your bills are 2,400 you know when you retire, maybe you got a chance that you could that you could get through retirement on, on a hundred thousand dollar portfolio but I certainly don't recommend it um, and, and so the idea is for the IRA contributions to be in addition to other savings, and and you know what, you can still put money into a four oh one K guys too, in sure. addition to the IRA. Yeah,
0: yeah if you got a four oh one K. And again, those those contribution limits are much higher.
1: Oh gosh, yeah. They're they're considerably higher. Yeah. Like four four or five times higher. Exactly. So, so yeah, if you if somebody's able to max out the four oh one K and IRA and you did that for twenty years, you'd probably be sitting on close to a million dollars.
0: All right. Uh, okay, well, let's keep going here. We're, okay, you're up to $64,000 for this one, Kevin. Which of the following is true about taking distributions from Roth IRAs? A, you can commence any time after reaching 59 and a half without being penalized. B, tax-free growth. C, you pay tax up front. Or D, all of the above.
1: Well, that's that's another little tricky question here, but uh, we're we're going with D, all of the above, and we up, all- boom. There you go. I feel I feel richer already. You should. And uh, just remember, with the Roth, you have to leave it alone for five years. It's not five years from every contribution. It's five years from the first contribution. Uh,
0: yeah, exactly. And and again, that's something that. Uh, so even well, okay, I know that there's. That's working with a Roth or even doing a Roth conversion. I mean, there, there are moving parts in there that really I need help with. And, and that's where you come in.
1: You, you know what, guys, I strongly recommend, you know, talking to somebody because it can get very confusing. The rules change. The government's changed the rules many times in the last in the last five or ten years. Um, and, and that's what an advisor's job is is to stay up to date on all these things so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. So you can be out on the golf course, you can be teeing off and you don't have to think about the Secure Act 2.0 and how it changed the rules. Well, so let's hope not you know, <laughs> I, I hope not right. Yeah. So like, go have some fun. use an advisor to help you out with these things and the rest of the time just enjoy yourself. enjoy that retirement.
0: Exactly. That is the number that you can reach, Kevin. Or again, just visit silverleaffinancial.com. You can shoot him an email. And uh, don't forget to pick up your book as long as you're there. And we are going to go on. We've got more questions uh, for Kevin. All right. $125,000 at stake. What is the penalty tax applied for failing to... Take an RMD, a required minimum distribution from a qualified retirement plan in a given year? Is the penalty 10%, 50%, 30%, or 25%? You know, this is a really
1: good question because up until recently, the answer would have been B, 50%, but the government actually did taxpayers a favor and they lowered the penalty to 25%. The answer is D.
0: And that would be correct. I don't know why I keep stopping. Them. Anyway, we <laughs> It's just all fun, right?
1: Yeah, uh, That's like, hey, I feel well. I feel rich already.
0: Well, yeah, good. Because that was worth um let's see. Uh, yeah, 125,000. Let's go. Nice. Let's go now for 250. $250,000 for this question. Traditional individual retirement accounts (IRA) distributions must start by 59 and a half, 65. Seventy and a half or seventy-three.
1: All right, all right. That's that's. This is another little bit of a trick question because mm-hmm. these
0: rules were changed
1: by the government in the last few years. Actually, a couple times. Uh, the answer is now D. Seventy-three is when the RMBs begin.
0: And that actually is going to grow from there too, isn't it?
1: I I understand it is supposed to grow from there, and I believe that that actually takes effect in. God I think the early 2030s.
0: Right. So, well I think it's 10 years ultimately before the before it gets to uh, you know 74 what is no 75 right. What yeah, so I don't
1: it ultimately it'll be going to 75. I don't remember exactly how yeah. long it's going to be right. to get there.
0: Well let me um, ask you this. So is it's that It's going up a lot. It's going up. Is that a good thing?
1: You know I I think it's a good thing because uh, let me say it this way the majority of my clients um It's okay. The majority of my clients and those that work with an advisor, by definition, you know, these are people that have saved their money. They've done well. They've been successful and they have money. Right. And the majority of them, they have money in retirement accounts when they when it comes because it was 70 and a half for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. For a long time. And and, and I might have I I would say nine out of 10 clients do not want to take that RMD. I might have one out of 10 that started taking their RMDs. Uh, or just started taking withdrawals from the accounts just because that's what they want to do, uh, but the great majority of them never want to take it, and they don't need it. They don't. They don't. They don't want to take it. They don't want to pay the tax. They just want to let it keep growing. And so for those people, definitely, it's a good thing to push back this date because that gives you another two and a half years as of right now. Two and a half years extra of tax deferred growth, uh, which I'm going to say you know generally is a good thing, and uh, and so I think it's I think it's a very good thing. I think if you're able to leave the money in as long as possible, that's how you get the maximum benefit of that deferred growth.
0: Well, you mentioned something, too, about, you know, you don't have to wait until you're 73 to essentially start taking, you know, RMDs. You bring that balance down a little bit. The tax implications are going to be much less.
1: No, there's no question about it. And also, you want to bear in mind when then and one of the this is uh, something we talk about quite a bit. Is how you need to have a tax strategy as well, sure. uh, and a lot of people don't think about it because we spend our entire lives, generally speaking, in the accumulation phase. Meaning, all we're concerned about is growing it and putting it away, and growing it and putting it away. And but then it, but then the, uh, I like to say, you know, the script is flipped, right? When you get to retirement, because now you have to change to decumulation or distribution or withdrawing, however you want to think about it. But now what you're doing is spending it; you're taking it out. So psychologically, it can be a tough adjustment for a lot of people to make because for roughly 40 years, all you're doing is saving, saving, and now we're telling you to spend it. Uh, So that can be uncomfortable because people worry about running out of money. And, And so, but no, the fact is you don't, you don't have to wait. You can take it as early as 59 and a half. You can start taking the distributions. You could take whatever amount you want at 59 and a half, obviously. Uh, a lot of people, the reason they wait is because they want to make sure that if they do live in their 80s and to the 90s or beyond, that they've got enough money to last. And by leaving it in your IRA, that's a good, that's a good vehicle to use to, to, uh, to have money available for later in life.
0: Sure. And uh, again, so the, the 73 is going up. And, and again, those are things that you just help us keep track of. I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at is oh, by you know, all with, means. with the, you know, with the distributions. I don't have to worry because, you know, we had that ta- the question about penalties a couple of minutes ago and, and I don't have to worry if I'm your client. Because you're going to take no. care of it, I'm going to know when the money comes out. I'm yes, to... and, and so let's talk about one other thing before we move on. I know we got a couple of questions left.
1: You know, I would like to add something there, real quick, though, yeah, sure. Steve. Is yeah, that yeah. is is that guys, when you get to the point of your RMD for the first year? In fact, I had a client call me uh, last week about this. When you get to the RMDs, the government gives you the option or the choice, and that you don't have to take the first distribution in the year in which you turn seventy three. You have to take it um, by springtime. Uh, of, of when you turn 74 the next year, so they give you until until you know basically the first quarter of the next year. But what's going to happen if you do that, you're going to have to take two distributions for that year. Okay. So you can skip it if you want to, if it makes sense from your you know tax standpoint. Uh, but just be aware, you're going to have to take two the following year, and that's the only year that you can skip it or put it off um, is the very first year. And the distribution right now starts off at a little less than 4%, and it goes up slightly each year. So by the time a person's in their 80s, that's when you can be looking at eight, nine, 10 percent withdrawal
0: requirements. Really? And and again, well, again, that just just makes sense. And the, how many how long does it go? I think I read sometime. Do you know how long that you have to give our, or take RMDs?
1: Oh, well, my understanding, like a, my, my, my understanding is forever.
0: Well, forever. well, it's like or until 120 or something like that.
1: I've I've never met a person or seen a situation where they were old enough that they did not have to take the RMD. Let yeah, me say it that exactly. Way. <laughs>
0: so. Well, that's that's comforting to me, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a couple to go here before we run out of time. Let's uh, go for another one. All right, five hundred thousand. We're almost there, Kevin. Uh, here it is: an individual retirement account, an IRA. Rollover contributions are a subject to income tax. B subject to capital gains tax. C, not limited by a dollar amount, or D, limited to seven hundred dollars. You know, and, and that is the
1: contributions we're talking about. Yes, IRA rollovers.
0: Okay, ah, that's the operative, isn't it?
1: That's the operative word here. Rollovers, guys. The answer is C. It is not limited. You can roll over any amount. Um, there's no limit on the dollar amount of a rollover, and just the rollover by itself, if done properly, meaning custodian to custodian or trustee to trustee is not subject to any tax until you finally withdraw it. Then it's subject to income tax.
0: All right. Well, good to know. Because you are right. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for this one? This is our final question.
1: I think so. I'm looking forward to that paycheck. That money. Uh, a
0: get. million bucks. Yeah. Don't uh, don't <laughs> hold your breath. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Um all right. So, here it is. Final question, one more time. A 55-year-old recently received a $30,000 distribution from a previous employer's 401k plan minus $6,000 withholding. Which federal which federal taxes apply if none of the funds were rolled over? Uh, A 10% penalty is applied to withdrawals before age 59 and a half, 25% income tax, income tax plus a 15% penalty, or income taxes plus a 10% penalty tax on $30,000.
1: And unfortunately, I really wish this person didn't do this. Uh, The answer is D, income tax plus a 10% penalty.
0: Yeah, and there you go. Kevin, you are now a millionaire. On paper, in theory. Oh,
1: that yeah, feels that
0: feels <laughs> and, so good. But more importantly, this you really get this. My warmest personal regards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take those anytime. All right, thank, thank you very much.
0: <laughs> all right, so I mean, well, that was fun. We we covered a lot of ground, and and you know, I think with when you when you start talking about RMDs and and you know the penalties and all of that stuff, I just think it's you know more important than ever to work with an advisor, a, you know an independent fiduciary advisor like you. You, you you know what? There's guys. There's a lot of
1: studies out there that and and yes, I'm biased. I've been doing this you know 33 years now, uh, but there's a lot of studies out there that show on average investors make an extra two to three percent a year in their portfolio from working with an advisor. Um, and and so I think you should take a look at it with an open mind. Sit down with a few different people. Talk to talk to maybe three different people, and and size us up. See what you think. And 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 fi- find somebody that you're comfortable with. And I would strongly recommend that's independent and definitely as a fiduciary, it's really important. You know, that most half the industry does not work to a fiduciary standard where we are bound legally and ethically to put your interests ahead of our own. Half the industry does not have to do that. They just have to make sure that it's called it's suitable. So if, if the answers you give them, the surveys, the questionnaires you fill out, whatever score you wind up with, they want to make sure the square peg goes in the square hole. It doesn't matter if it's the best location for you or the best investment for you. It just has to be suitable. And so it's important to understand that difference. Um, but by all means, I, I think you could really benefit uh, from an advisor. And if you sit down and talk to him, you decide you don't want to go that route, you don't have to, right? Yeah, you, can of course. Always you can keep doing it on your own. That's totally your call but at least you have the opportunity and maybe you can ask some questions and get a little bit of information.
0: I think another question that people have is why should I go with an independent, you know, advisor with, you know, with no big business behind them, no national commercials or anything else? What What's the advantage of working with you versus them? And I'm not trying to put anybody down. I'm just saying, no. let's lay it out.
1: Well, I'll tell you one of the things that, that my, that my, uh, clients have told me a lot of which have been with me for you know 15 20 25 30 years some of them wow um is that they is that they know when they call they're going to talk to me and and me alone that that they're not a number that they don't they're not assigned a team um that they so we can develop what that does is you can develop a relationship uh with the individual um now I'm sure you can get that at some the the, the biggest highest net worth investors definitely can get that at the big firms that's how they're prioritized is by the size of your account Um, so if you've got a big enough account you can get that but the other thing that you get with an independent advisor is he or she can look across the entire investment universe to find what's the best solution for whatever it is you're trying to do and a lot of times um, the big firms they don't have in most cases they don't have everything available you know think you want to think about it like a grocery store okay right when you go into a grocery store know they've got the items that they're selling but they don't have everything that's available in the universe right no um maybe amazon does but beyond that (laughs) you know so but my point is investment firms are the same way every every mutual fund company every annuity company every separate account manager or hedge fund manager you have to have a contractual agreement with you have to have a selling agreement they call it that the firm has to have signed prior to that so it already has to be in place and what happened to me i was at i was at a broker's firm um about 15 years ago and I was at a brokerage firm and I was a principal, of, I supervised other individuals. And I ran, I met a client, he came to one of my, actually a seminar, uh, had a really good conversation with him. He asked me some trick questions at the seminar, <laughs> which, which fortunately I was able to answer. And he said, all right, well, then you know, you're the first person that can answer that question. And so then he agreed to meet, he wound up becoming my client. He wanted to invest a million dollars, Oh, literally, gosh. actually it was like a million two. All right. And this was back many years ago when the government allowed you to do a Roth conversion and you could spread your tax bill over three years. Oh man. Right? And, and Sweet. so that's what he did. Cause he had a $300,000 tax bill. Okay. Yikes. But, th- but that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to set it all up for his kids to make sure, um, you know, they got as much money as possible tax-free without taking any unnecessary risk. And so I found a contract, an index annuity contract that had i believe it was an 8% guaranteed growth if i remember correctly now this is specifically for a death benefit so the individual putting the money in is not going to do him any good but but he the knew beneficiary, that yeah he knew that and he had he's got he had plenty of money he's got everything he wanted he's got other other money available um, for himself and his wife and um so he he really was attracted to this policy and he wanted to do it and then i go find out because when I'm researching something, I'm looking at everything available. I'm not just looking at what's available on our shelf. I'm looking at the best things I can find out in the marketplace. And as it turns out, this one was not available at my firm. And so I I, I filled, you know, you had to fill out information. You've got to answer a whole bunch of questions. you got to tell them, you know, what's so why is this thing so great that it's better than everything we already have? And I did that. I went through all the proper steps and channels and they denied it. They said, we don't think we need this. We've got plenty of other things you can offer them. And I said, all right, well, I guess I can either pick the client or I can pick my firm. And so that's when I quit. I said, this is time for me to go. And so that's when I I quit. I set up my own independent firm so that I could recommend what I thought was the best solution for this client. He loved it, went forward with it, um, was very happy with it. And that was the beginning of me being independent um, because I want to offer what is the best thing that I can find. -hmm. And if the if the company I'm at doesn't want to put it on the shelf, then the hell with them. I'm leaving. I understand. And I'm going to do. I want to do what's best for my client.
0: Very respectable, very, very nice. And and uh, folks, that's the really the point of of having these conversations is you know to to understand and to let Kevin teach you a bit about what's going on in the world of retirement. I know I sure learn a lot. Um, you can call him at eight hundred nine seven five six seven one seven or just visit the website silverleaffinancial dot com and you can connect with Kevin right there. Well, it's been a fun show. I know we went a little bit long, but uh, I don't mind.
1: Oh hey no I, I appreciate it. I think I think it has been a lot of fun guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And one final tip I want to give you. If you're if you're a saver or you want to reduce your risk, now I think is a really good time to look at locking in some of these interest rates. I can get 5.6% guaranteed for 5 years. I think you should look at locking in these rates for longer than just a year or two. If you think rates are going to start to come down in the next year or so, you should probably
2: Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA/SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear
0: is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverly Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise and create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today. 800-975-6717. Do it today.